तुमेव माता च पिता तुमेव तुमेव बंधुश्च सका तुमेव तुमेव विद्याद्रविणम तुमेव तुमेव सर्व मम देवदेव श्रीदक्षिणाूर्तिसुदेशिकेन्द्रम द्वैपायनम सूत्रकृत मुनींद्र श्रीशंक भाष्यकतींद्रम मध्येशिकापी नमा विद्यई ओं नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्यासंप्रदायकर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य सर्वोप्लवरहित प्रज्ञानगण प्रत्यगर्त ब्रह्मवाहमस्मी ओं प्रपन्नपारीजाताय स्त्रोत्रेत्रकपानद्रा कृष्णा गीतामृतुहे नम प्रणाम सेवरी वन सो वी आर इन दी वी आर डूइंग दि दैवी आसुरी संपत् सिक्सटींत चैप्टर इन द फस्ट श्लोका एंड हियर भगवान इज एक्चुअली एन्यूमरेटिंग ऑल दि वैल्यूज दट आर दैवी संपत् पर्सन शुड हैव एंड ही विल ऑलसो बी एन्यूमरेटिंग ऑल दि characters or gunas of a asuri sampat person so in the first three shlokas bhagavan is enumerating the values of daivi sampat in that the first shloka shri bhagavan uvacha abhayam sattva samshuddhi jnana yoga vyavasthitihi danam damascha yagnyascha swadhyaya stap arjavam so in this nine values are enumerated we had already seen three of them the first three abhayam satvasam shuddhi jnana yoga vyavasthitihi then in the last class we had started with dhanam dhanam was discussed elaborately in terms of what is the definition of dhanam what are the three aspects to the dhanam what are the various types of dhanam and there we had seen the attitude in which what in which we give is more important than to whom we are giving and what we are giving and that determines whether it is a dhanam or a business transaction the attitude is the one that is important <coughs> and we said this attitude this and this attitude should be with shraddha in taitri upanishad it says shraddhaya deyam so it has to be given with shraddha it should be done with the with with no superiority complex the person receiving it should not feel any guilty any guilt or he should not have any fear or he should not have any inferiority complex or even if he has it should not be induced by the person who is giving it so we should be aware of those feelings what we are using in others <clears throat> and dhanam should not be given only when asked it should be given once we know that the other person requires it so here why we should be giving we saw you know we should be happy that we are on the giving side and not at the receiving side so we should actually thank bhagwan that we are on the giving side we should be grateful for that because at any point of time as i said it, it can be on the roles can be reversed we could be on the other side and while we are giving this dhanam we should be also grateful that you know by giving we are getting an opportunity to be helpful 
and in the me at the same time we are collecting punya so by doing dhanam we are not doing anything great for the other person we are only helping ourselves by actually gradually collecting punya so and whatever be that whether it is kind food money annadanam dravyadanam or gnanadanam you do knowledge you share knowledge or even if you share time with others everything is considered dhanam as long as we do not expect anything back in return it is dhanam now the next question will be how do we start giving dhana where do we start say char- charity begins at home so first we will have to learn to share with people at home so people who come to our house the helpers whoever come to our house we should first help them we should give them the same thing as what we eat and not something different for them we should not be only focusing on giving only the leftovers and not anything nice at all so that is should be the where we should be starting from and that too even when we are giving them we should not have this feeling that we should not have this thought that actually we are doing them a favor then it is not actually dhanam it is about sharing so first the helpers at the home who come to our house whoever those are that those are the poor poorer section of the people we should help them we should treat them well then among our relatives we should be able to adjust we should be able to show some magnanimity among the relatives so that is another way of dhanam also because if everyone can adjust everyone can show magnanimity then a lot of those issues in families and circles relative circles will not happen and today in the courts at least in india there are so many property related disputes that's because people have this lobham they have this greed and they wouldn't want to share it with others so this lobham is the biggest problem for any human being so having this magnanimity having this you know the feeling of adjustment in tamil we say vittu kudutal having that is very important so that is another way to start in terms of inculcating this value of dhanam then from there we can start about you know think about all those temples ashrams wherever it's possible we should actually donate and we should make them you know uh, we should do that for our society we should do that for our society <clears throat> remember whenever you are donating or whenever you are actually adjusting with others especially among your family within your relatives do not take that to be your weakness da sometimes people think that when i am actually giving away or when i am giving away my things they they think it is people might consider them to be weak that is not true the more we give the stronger our mind will be because we will see the effect of dhanam what is it uh, dhanam can do to our mind and our spiritual path it is a very important value to have we'll see that in a short while dhanam is very important and why do we generally not share things is because 
we have not understood the value of this value or the benefits of having this value or we have not experienced the benefit and that is why we are not actually giving things or sharing things so this is important and as i said the benefit of it is once we realize the benefit of it we will be able to we will be more inclined to give we will we will inclined to be giving more and more as i said initially in the last class itself the this guna this is what separates the daivi sampat and asuri sampat and this lobham as i said is actually a characteristic guna of human beings every um, a deva or asura or a manushya everybody every one of them have a characteristic guna so if you have a characteristic guna what is the characteristic guna of a manushya is actually lobham greed greed defines a human being by nature we are greedy by nature humans are greedy that is the truth so we will have to overcome that and if you want to say what is the characteristic guna of an asura by nature they are angry krodha is the guna that defines an asura by nature they are angry and for uh they devas their characteristic dosha is they don't have any sense control they always want to enjoy so so these are the three you know characteristic gunas for these three sets of people so as i said for humans we greed is inherent greed is inborn inborn and we would have noticed this even when in a child we wouldn't remember our childhood but when we see other children we will be able to notice this if we have two children if we if we give one child a little more than the other then the child which has been given less amount would start crying although it may not require that if you give the same amount at any part any other day the child would probably will accept will accept it but the moment we it comes to know that the other child has got more than what it has got then it will start crying we need to understand therefore we need to understand that lobham this greed it need not be taught to the kids it is inherent in us and if we want to break this lobham then dhanam is a character that we have to build so dhanam is a value that we all have to inculcate so if the the thing is if we use an object we get some benefit that is what we know if we use an object we get some benefit but if the same object is actually donated then we get a higher benefit suppose i have something i use it i am happy but if the same object if i am able to donate or if i am able to share it with others the happiness that i get will be much more this is the trick or the secret of what we need to see as a benefit from doing dana the problem for us is lobham has tied us up lobham is inherent and it has tied us up and so has many durgunas we have got lot of durgunas in ourselves in fact 
if if we always talk about liberation mukti freedom freedom from what freedom from samsara and what is this samsara samsara is nothing but these durgunas all this durgunas including lobham so kama krodha lobha moha mada matsaryam all these are durgunas and we have a classic example of this lobham in one of our historical characters duryodhana duryodhana was suffering from lobham you know when pandavas came back from their exile uh, duryodhana refused to share what was rightfully belonging to pandavas and for the pandavas even when they were in the forest they were happy they were not they were not complaining much but duryodhana in spite of having such a huge kingdom he was not willing to part with it <clears throat> pandavas asked for half the kingdom he refused then pandavas said five villages through krishna he refused even five houses he refused and he said he will not give them even a small pinch of land so that is because of lobham greed that i have to have everything i cannot share with anybody and because of which throughout his life he suffered he was never happy duryodhana throughout his life was always unhappy in spite of having everything that as a king as a prince he had everything but in spite of all this he was unhappy and the reason is because of his character greed and that defining character lobha <clears throat> generally we say if one does not have money if i don't have money i will suffer therefore the corollary should be if i have money i should not suffer that should have been the case but then duryodhana had lot of money and in spite of it he was still suffering in his mind all because of lobham so it actually proves two things one money will never bring us happiness money can bring us comfort but i can be comfortably unhappy or even that comfort may not feel will not give me any happiness if i am really unhappy for other things the second thing is lobham can make a person unhappy in spite of whatever we have contentment if it is not there it is going to be difficult to be happy and so so which means if i am not having lobham then i will definitely be happy if a person does not have lobham that person will definitely be happy however much i might money might have might have if i have lobham i will never be happy so if i want to be happy i will have to overcome lobham and dhanam is the only way to overcome it and remember as i said this lobham is a inherent guna this is a bad guna within ourselves so every opportunity that i get to do dhanam i should take it i should do namaskaram to the person who is receiving because he is giving me an opportunity to get this punya and overcome my inherent bad guna and i have to thank him for being the instrument because what i have what i have is actually a dosha a fault lobham is a fault in me and this person is trying to eradicate that from me 
by being an instrument by being at the receiving end so every time i have get an opportunity to do, do dhanam i should lobham greed but lobham also means lobham is greed anything that i want to hoard i want to keep more than what i need or i i some people say i have to save for a rainy day but then the rain it is not for a rainy day they will be saving it for a storm that much they will hold so st- hoarding or being stingy say miserliness all these are uh, not willing to share some people have this feeling inherent feeling they don't want to share anything that is all called as lobha for a second if we do imagine ourselves for a second if we close our eyes and say i do not have lobham i can share anything in my life anything that i have in my life i i can share that with others if i have that feeling itself that feeling itself will give me immense happiness that happiness is immeasurable and therefore one of the things is we should keep imagining that i don't have lobham i don't have lobham this is called as auto suggestion and by auto suggestion we can actually inculcate this value also this inculcate that i don't have lobham which means every opportunity i get i will do dhanam shastra says you know when the amount of happiness that one gets by doing a dhanam of a particular item of a thing the amount of happiness that a person gets from doing a dhanam is 100 times more than the happiness that a person gets by enjoying that item or possession or thing alone so it's it's 100 times more i will get happiness if i am able to share that so once we get a taste of this we should be able to our mind should be subtle enough to understand these changes in our mind when i give dhanam when i do dhanam when i do something for someone and when i'm able to share this my mind becomes lighter i become happy and the and our mind should be subtle enough to understand these changes and once we are able to understand these changes we will be able to do it more and more so dhanam as a virtue we will have to cultivate that way what is the other benefit of actually doing dhanam mana vishalata my mind gets expanded mana vishalata in tamil we can say paranda manan manapanmai this expanded mind is again a necessary qualification for receiving jnana the mind has to be expanded and whenever someone wants to do charity or help someone or do some public service you know some people they they stop themselves you know doing that because they think that the others might take them to be a fool you know he is wasting your time you are doing it for nothing what is it in for you why are you spending time with these kind of things you could have actual made make your time more productive you could actually earn a few more dollars or a few more rupees all those things they will say or the person might itself start getting this you know thoughts that i might be told this way by the society you should overcome that 
and we should do service service is basically sharing time i am sharing my time so we should do that the the another problem for our mind is the our mind constantly revolves around me mine what is happening within me is my mind happy or not is my body aching where are the problems in my body what how do i feel the mind is always preoccupied with my and mine what happens to what happens to my family what happens to my children what happens to so the this feeling is always there me and mine and the mind does not want to go beyond that it wants to stay narrow and as long as the mind stays narrow to me and mine the ahankara keeps and the mamakara keeps building up and this ahankara and the mamakara is the are the ones which will stop us from getting this jnana so by doing dhanam i am actually thinking of the other person my mind goes beyond me and mine i am able to see the society i am able to see other person's point of view i am able to do it for others so therefore my ahankara and mamakara weaken and by weakening of mahankara and mamakara i become qualified to get receive this jnana so dhanam is another way to the another benefit of dhanam is getting an expanded mind and through that mind i am able to receive this jnana the third benefit of doing dhana is preparing ourselves for old age so remember in our shastras we have this uh, four stages of life brahmacharyam grahastha vanaprastha and sanyasa those four stages are still relevant in some way or other except that sanyasa are probably we don't do it but we still have bachelor life or the student life brahmacharya life or student life uh, we don't say bachelor it's probably student life then grahastha is basically the householder and then the vanaprastha is the retired life we generally stop with that but typically what happens everyone must get sanyasa at the end sanyasa means what it's not about putting on a kavi vastra and going out of the house sanyasa means mental renunciation we will have to renunciate what we have renunciation give up i have to give up what i have and that includes the control in the house the money my possessions and all those things as we grow older anyway we will be actually we will have to give up control on things right otherwise if we don't if we refuse to the person who within the house they will take take it away one day generally if you see the importance that a person has in the family it keeps it will be reducing as we age as we age until the time probably we are still healthy contributing to the family we will carry an importance people around us will listen to us the moment we lose uh, we lose health or we are not in a position to contribute financially uh, physically then our importance starts reducing 
and therefore the others will take up that void and at that point of time many people might feel bad about it that i am losing control people are not listening to me they don't uh, accept what i say so instead of others taking this away and we feeling it bad about it it is better to give up on our own in ishavasya upanishad it says tena tektena bunjitaha it says tena tektena bunjitaha save yourself by through tyagam tyaga means renunciate to give up what we have to understand is even now we think we all we own these things i own this house i own this car i own this money all those things but what we have what we have to understand is anyway we are only trustees in the hand of god in the hand of bhagwan but even otherwise what we should understand is we may not have the authority or ownership for long time because over a period of time this as we get older you know we will not be able to drive the car so the son will say you will not able to drive the car i am going to drive the car you don't need a car anymore if you want you can take a taxi so whatever i had is gone and for the ladies the daughter in law will take over the kitchen or the managing the finances the tv will be taken over by the grandkid children so everything will be taken away by one or the other so as we grow old anyway we will have to give up on these things so instead of the things leaving us it is better for us to renunciate so by doing dhanam we get this mentally we get mentally prepared for old age and dhanam is a so rehearsal for sanyasa while i do dhanam i get a, do a rehearsal for sanyasa <clears throat> only a person who has trained well on dhanam only that person can let go of things without ill feeling because it's no point doing saying that i have taken sanyasa when the there is a feeling that i shouldn't have let go of these things the mental renunciation is more important than physical renunciation so mentally for us to be prepared dhanam helps us get prepared for that and finally remember in any case even if you are able to enjoy it until the last moment of your life and you don't need to renunciate one day death will death is is bound to happen at that stage everything will leave us and at that point of time at least at that point of time when death when yamadharma raja visits us we should be in a position to let go of things and live without any pain or anguish that is very important so dhanam is sanyasa moolam they say and remember dhanam if a person is able to do dhanam he becomes a hero look at mahabharata karna was actually a self centered person and in many places he was adharmic also and yet if you see a lot of people like karna and treat him like a hero and that's because he had he had dhanam 
as his guna his primary guna was dana he was willing to share anything he didn't have any lobham at all so if if somebody if somebody has lot of weakness and that person actually starts doing dana but he is doing dana then what happens is those weaknesses also get hidden because people do not see the weaknesses they only remember uh, that he has given me so many things he has he is willing to share with the society he is a philanthropist so they only remember the that side of that person whereas if another person who is inherently very nice person but if that person is actually miserly he doesn't want to share things with others you can notice that he will neither get fame nor will he be recognized by others nor will he be recognized for other virtues that he has also dhanam a person who is able to do dhanam is able who is able to actually share things who is able to donate that person will be remembered most because i tell you again because lobham is a inherent guna so to see somebody who is able to actually share uh, things with others is something different for us we will feel grateful for that person so dhanam is a important virtue finally fourth benefit you know dhanam has got a direct benefit on vedanta knowledge as i said earlier also this i have touched upon earlier we have this aham bhava aham bhavam we say aham bhavah we have this aham feeling on our sharira <clears throat> whereas what shastra says sarvatma bhavam we should we should is the what we should have we should have saying that all atmas in all being as ourselves we should be able to see all atmas as in all beings as ourselves but what this aham bhavam does it only sees my sharira as myself there sarvatra bhavam is sarvatma bhavam is where i will be able to see others also as me and therefore whatever sukham dukham that others experience i am also able to experience them or feel them or understand them because i am all pervading so how can i extend this aham feeling beyond my body how can i actually get out of this body dhanam can help us in that because as i get give more and more the me feeling it extends beyond my body we have a part of me feeling in already in our in our children that's why when the children eat or the, when the when i am able to share things with my children i feel happy because it i feel that it is part of me which is enjoying it or it is me who is enjoying it in fact i get more happiness when my children do uh, well when my children do or eat what i am not able to eat also or what i am not able to enjoy this because of the me feeling that we have in our children so if i get a tripati laddu for example and i love tripati laddu and therefore i actually eat alone i get some happiness but if i the, the same laddu that if i am able to actually share it with others and if i see them eat then the happiness that i get would be much more than the happiness that i get by eating we have to be subtle enough to understand this and 
the moment we understand we will be able to we will be able to do dhanam more and more because when i get that happiness then it means that the me has crossed or extended beyond my body and as i said this is very evident in mothers you will see that they will become more happy or they will feel they become happier when they see their children eat more than what they get by uh, you know they get by eating for themselves <coughs> they see them as an extension so on that extension what shastra says is that extension should continue beyond our kids beyond our children the abhimana should not be restricted to me and mine alone initially it is okay to share it with our people initially it is my family my relatives my uncle my aunt all those things are there but later on we should be able to extend slowly to even people whom we have vesham on even if we have uh, you know we even if we don't feel if we have a hatred towards that person we should be in a position to extend this dhanam to them that dhanam will also help us overcome the vesham so dhanam is the initial sadhana to get sarvatma bhavam so just to summarize now dhanam helps us to overcome lobham it helps us expand our mind it third thing it prepares us for sanyasa and the fourth one is it helps us to get sarvatma bhava so that is why we need to do dhana the important thing is the first one to overcome lobham because as i said if one has lobham that person will be always sorrowful a discontented mind will never be happy however much the person might have if the person feels that he has not had enough or he is not having enough that person will never be happy so i'll give you an example so we spend on so many places right we spend on so many places and we buy so many things in some place if we actually spend more than um, uh, what it should be suppose if the like it costs about say 500 rupees and i spend 700 rupees there i get upset and i get sorrowful because i should have spent 500 there i somehow lost 200 there but that more than this 200 i would have spent so many places unwanted buying unwanted stuff doing unwanted things i would have spent another 1000 rupees or 1000 dollars whatever it is i would have spent in various places more money but the reason for my sorrow is not that unwanted stuff the reason for my sorrow is that i have lost that 200 there and that sorrow is not because i lost 200 the sorrow is because of the lobham that is in my mind the greed that is in my mind that i do not want to share is the cause of this and we have this sorrow we feel sad or we we regret whenever we lose money on things or on people we don't like 
we spend on some for somebody we don't like we get unhappy and why we don't like that it is because of lobham that lobham the money is not an issue that i have spent i am willing i am capable of spending that is not an issue for me but the issue is the lobham causes the disturbance in my mind and that will be a problem so as long as this disturbance in my mind exists as long as there is this disturbance shastra vichara is impossible or at least it will be very difficult i cannot sit and listen to shastras shastras teaches that you are not this body you are all pervading you are everywhere will not be able to internalize that because i see everything as me and mine them and theirs so there will be a problem always even if i have a right on a particular object this rightfully belongs to me even if there is a right on that object it is better to let it go because lobham is a big obstacle and dhanam is the way to overcome lobham there is no other way to overcome lobham in fact in the same chapter bhagwan is going to say in shloka 21 he says lobham is the doorway to hell he will say trividam narakasyedam dwaram nashanam atmanah kama krodas tata lobah tasmad etat trayam tvajet he says there are three kinds of doorway to hell and they are lust anger and greed kama krodas tata lobah and he says therefore arjuna therefore to us he says these three are so destructive to the self and therefore there must be abandoned tyajet abandon them so dhanam is very important we spoken enough of dhanam but there is more to dhanam we will see it in the um, chapter 17 when we go through chapter 17 we will see more on dhanam there will be much more to discuss there where we will discuss about satvik dhanam rajasa dhanam and tamasa dhanam so so far for dhanam so dhanam so we have seen now four virtues <coughs> what are they abhayam sattva samshuddhihi jnana yoga vyavasthitihi dhanam the first three we have seen the meaning but there is also some uh, sampradaya gurus also enumerate those first three differently also say they say abhayam abhayam they say abhayam fearlessness in following dharma we should have we should not have any fear in following dharma whoever whatever may they might say or even if we are losing comfort even if we are losing money do not fear in following dharma so that fearlessness abhayam is considered here as fearlessness in following dharma the benefit of it is basically sattva samshuddhi the second value we'll get a chitta shuddhi pure mind the sattva samshuddhi the pure mind will result in we 
have the we get the qualification to do jnana yoga so jnana yoga vyavasthitihi so that is how they have actually uh, sort of discussed this three values one of the sampradaya gurus anyway that's just a side information so now we have seen those three plus dhanam now the fifth value damaha damaha in the second line of those shloka we are talking the second virtue the second word damaha damaha we had already seen in the introduction to vedanta also it means so we had already seen that elaborately there we'll see in short here damaha means sense organs discipline sense organs control or we can say sense organ regulation <coughs> in sanskritam we say bahya karana shilata shilata means uh, discipline and say control some people don't like the word control so discipline in tamil we can say olukam or we can say kattupaadu and bahya karana means indriyas we have antakarana which is the mind bahya karana or the pancha jnana indriyas or the five sense organs and that five karma indriyas total 10 indriyas so the five jnana indriyas which is the organs of knowledge and five karma indriyas which is the organs of action <coughs> we can also say damaha means indriya nigraha disciplining the indriyas again damaha is not an easy sadhana it is a difficult sadhana and but we will try to make it simpler we will try to try to see how best or how easily we can follow damaha bhagavan here asks us to do indriya nigraha basically control or discipline your sense organs let us do some vichara here we are basically what we do we feed the mind through the five sense organs when we want to feed our stomach we do it through our mouth so mouth is the only organ through which we feed the body the stomach food but for feeding the mind we have five sense organs not just one five and just as how the stomach or, or the health of the stomach is basically determined by what we eat the health of the mind is determined by what we feed through the five sense organs remember mind is also a body mind is sukshma sharira we have already seen and mind is made of what is being fed so if the mind is weak then it is because we have been feeding the mind with such stuff that makes us makes our mind weak and vulnerable so if the mind is feeling weak then we are not feeding it with the right things just like the body requires healthy food the physical body requires the healthy requires healthy food the mind also requires good and healthy inputs 
and those five places through this five five sense organs eyes ears nose tongue skin and all those things it is called as this discipline or feeding it with the right things that is called as damaha damaha does not mean not to use sense organs i should not use my eyes i should not use my nose i should not use my skin all those things bhagwan has given all these sense organs for a purpose they are for utilization only but if we use that the sense organs for bhoga as an enjoyment and not for vyavahara which is means transaction that is the problem for us we use it only for bhogah and not only for vyavahar the indriyas they can be kept as bhoga sadhanas or they can be kept as vyavahara sadhana as in for transactions or they can be kept as yoga sadhanas which means for reading shastras and for listening to satsangas and all those things so the choice is ours how do we use the indriyas or what do we use the indriyas for whether we want to use it for enjoyment whether we want to use it for transaction or whether we want to use it for spiritual growth and what is damaha if we if we understand this then what is damaha how can we define damaha now damaha can be defined as now not using the sense organs prime for primarily bhogas is called as damaha because primarily for bhogas if we do it or we, there is of course the other one which we have not touched upon which is for registering anything bad anything corrupt anything immoral any evil samskaras if we do that also we are not following damaha so damaha means i i taken the adharmic portion out so dharmic enjoyment using it for transaction using it for spiritual growth so anything if we are using it primarily or only for enjoyment or mainly for pleasing our uh, or uh, mainly for enjoyment mainly for uh, bhoga then it is not we are not doing damaha and why it is actually so important damaha because what happens is once i a thing goes inside through my eyes once i see them once it's it's registered in my eyes it is going to be difficult to remove it once i see something once i hear something i will not be able to erase it it's not like a blackboard or a whiteboard where i write something and i am able to erase it my mind registers it and once the mind registers it it is very difficult to erase it so that therefore being aware of what goes into my mind is very important and that's why they say out of sight means out of mind so using these sense organs if you properly is very important 
and once it goes in and it registers i am not able to erase that is a one problem already the other problem that i have is it will come out as and when it pleases the mind will throw up certain thoughts at the most in in what i can say at the most at the, at the wrong time at the time that i don't want it to actually bring out it bring it out so because the mind is not in our control also so it is important therefore what we store what we bring in what we see what we hear what we taste it's very important so this is why damaha is very important the mind i cannot erase and what is registered in the mind it can i cannot erase it easily and once it is in the mind it can come out at the very inopportune moment so now that i know this importance how can i practice and what are the benefits of damaha let me go through this importance again so the importance of damaha is the mind is actually it's very important i should do it the mind if i start studying the mind has got two ways it can get disturbed the mind can get disturbed in two ways one is when the indriyas get in contact with sense objects when i actually indriyas get in sense contact with sense objects is in when i see something when i hear something or when i taste something when i feel something that is when my mind can get disturbed that is one the second thing is when indriyas are not actually active they are closed but what happens is the pre registered samskaras the things that have already gone into my mind they may come up to my surface of the mind and that can actually create some problem uh, so either we get disturbed when i see someone so i i don't like this person i see this person and my mind gets disturbed that is one way or i may not be seeing that person but i just recollect what i had the previous conversation from that person just like that my mind brings it to my surface of my mind uh, the, the deep from the deep mind the thoughts come out and then my mind gets disturbed again so our mind gets disturbed by what we hear or which is the first portion or when we think of what the person had told me earlier this person told me about this he said or he talked to me like that on that day 10 years ago in that particular event you told me this way this person told me that so all those things the mind keeps bringing it out so even if there is nothing to feel unhappy about now today i may be having no issue i don't have any reason to feel unhappy but what happens the mind will go back look into things that had happened sometime in the past bring it out and make me unhappy and that is the reason why my mind gets disturbed so and where does damaha come into play here in both places because not using indriyas on objects things or people or situation where my mind can get disturbed is one way to do one way of dhamma 
so i should understand or we should understand where are things that can go wrong where my mind can be disturbed and i should avoid those things so uh, there is an example you know a old man had a listening problem and uh, initially his his um, his hearing aid had a problem as well and they were actually you know um, the family members were treating him badly because he was not able to hear properly then he somehow got his hearing aid all rectified and then he the people started uh, you know making uh, commenting about him and you know calling names treating him badly and all those things he asked what can be done and one swami ji said switch it off switch it off in both cases switch off in the sense switch off the hearing aid also so that you don't need to listen and switch it off from your mind basically do not take anything into your mind switch the indriyas off is the way so when generally what happens whenever people speak ill of us when they when they talk ill of us we it is natural we feel unhappy it is naturally we feel unhappy but what happens to us we know we will feel unhappy if they talk ill of ourselves ill of us but yet what we do we would want to call up another person to understand what this person had talked about me to you knowing fully well that the other person would have talked ill about me and then we would still want to hear what the other person said only for us to feel unhappy we seek unhappiness we go and want to get our mind disturbed we will not we do not want to let it go that is the problem with us what if if something if, if we see something bright if see some something our mind our eyes get disturbed immediately we want to let it go we, we do not want our eyes to wander over that in the same manner we will have to treat our mind if the mind has got some place where it can get disturbed we should not wander over it or we should not ponder over it here we should let it go and we should let our indriyas focus on something else because we should not focusing on things situations people that can make us irritated a problem for us by nature we like to torture ourselves so dhamaha is an important sadhana we have to remove the indriyas from situations from objects from people from relations that can cause us disturbance mouth has got two organs one is the tongue for taste which is the gnanendriya and to speak as well karmendriya and therefore this mouth in uh, nigraha on mouth is very important keeping control on mouth is very important so both we should do mauna vrata as well as anna vrata i mean um, uh, vrata which is 
not having any food also today is ekadashi by the way so i don't fast so if you think that i am actually fasting no i am not so mauna vrata and not getting addicted to taste both are dhamma both are dhamma more on this dhamma we will see in the next class right now i'll see see if there are questions or comments so ashish ji you have said whatever is mine belongs to my family does that mean my danam has to be agreed to by my family it depends normally it is said that a householder need not take the permission of um, the children definitely if it is his he can give to others but generally it is it is said in our shastras to get the permission of the wife the wife to get the permission of the husband the husband to get the permission of the wife but in certain situations if the situation is such as an important one the husband can overrule the wife or need not inform the wife and the wife need not inform the husband if it is a very important it's an important issue as long as it is within the realms of dharma it should not be adharmic are you any other questions or comments okay if not then we will see it in the we'll see more in the spending less and give less because you don't have enough money is being measured uh, no simple life having a simple life i wouldn't say spending less and give less having a simple life does not make you miserly that is the way i will put it as a person a daily laborer in in india if they actually donate say 100 rupees from their earnings is much more than an it person donating 1000 rupees it depends on what you are capable of not how much you are donating that makes you whether you are generous or miser okay hariyo ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिदम पूर्णा पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओं शातिशातिशाति स्वस्ति प्रजाभ्य पिपालयताेन मगेन महिमईषा गोब्राह्मणेभ्यो शुभमस्तु निोकासमस्तासुखिनोवि हरिओं